This is the first podcast of 2024 that we've done, which is bad because it's the 20th. And so we will be changing the naming convention when you upload these, Michael. Like 012024, please. Okay. Sounds good. Thank you. Yep. All righty. So... Kicking off 2024 with a bang. We spent five days at the largest food and beverage hospitality convention in the Netherlands called Horakava, which is always a lot of fun. But of course, I got sick and I've been sick for a week. And when I get sick, I get very depressed because it's so frustrating and boring and you're just so out of it and you feel like you're never going to get better again. And um, so I've decided that I am going to partake in the geographical cure. And this time next year, I am not going to be in the Netherlands. This? Oh, oh, yeah, okay. I'm going to be I in thought Portugal. you meant an immediate cure. But that's for another time. All right, do you want to hear about my adventures this morning? Yes, lady adventures. So if we've talked about many, many times in the podcast, I go to the brilliant and amazing gynecologist, American gynecologist based in Barcelona. Her name is Lila Ombargi. And I visit her about twice a year. And before my visit, she always asks for some very detailed blood work and um, breast exam. So every time I go to the blood, get the blood work, I have to sit down with my GP Netherlands called House Arts and they look at me and they're like well this seems excessive I'm like well no it's not excessive it's thorough just check the boxes and give me the piece of paper thank you very much so her recommendation her requests are always written in Spanish but you know medical terms are always about this kind of the same and she asked for something called an echographica echographica so I wasn't, I assumed that that was a mammogram, but um, no, it's not because in Europe they call it an echo, but it's a um, just an ultrasound. ultrasound. So I send the referral lever, le- referral level, referral letter to the GP, call me up. The gynecologist clinic calls me up. They're like, okay, we need to make an appointment. I'm like, Great, make an appointment. So this is the gynecologist. Gyne- Gynecologist, gynecology, gynecology centrum, gynecologist, right? Centrum. It's a woman I'd been to before. And um, so let me back up the story. You know, I wish I didn't have to leave the country to get proper medical care, but I feel like I do. So I do. The four pillars. And. Um, so I'm like, okay, well, I will go to this woman. At the time, I still had my IUD in. I had gone through the first six months of uh, hormone replacement therapy with Dr. Ombargi. But if I didn't have to go to Barcelona to get proper medical care, of course I wouldn't. So I meet with this gynecologist, this woman. Um, so her office is in one of these buildings, of which there are many. It's not an exactly like an anti-squatter situation, but it's a, you know, a beautiful old historic building. 
that I think people can rent out either for free or for very low rent just to keep it occupied. But the interior of the building's a little tired and sometimes even a lot tired. So these are one of those buildings, but that's fine. So she, her office is in one of these buildings. And um, so a year ago I go in there and I explained to her my situation and she said, well, we have hormone replacement therapy here. And I said, yes, I know, but it isn't really because my house arts slash GP just says, we'll try these for a few months and see if I don't really, you know, see if it helps. Like, I don't really understand the goal. He didn't ask for blood work. He didn't do any of the preliminary groundwork. I think his goal was just to sort of get me over the hump of this barrage of symptoms. And, um, and she said, yes, well, we, you know, we do have hormone, proper hormone replacement therapy here. And I'm like, yeah, but you don't have the same prescription that's available in Barcelona. I forget the term. It's not biomimicry. It's bio, you'll know the word, bio, bio. Biosimilars? What? Biosimilars? 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 Like you mean uh, drugs that... Uh, yeah, it's like bio... Compatible, bio... Uh, if I had my laptop, I would look it up. But everybody knows what I'm talking about. Anyway, not synthetic hormone. She's like, well, we don't have that prescription here because it has more progesterone in it that is allowed by the Dutch government. I'm like, yep, thank you very much. Going back to Barcelona. She's like, well... I can at least remove the IUD for you today. And I said, well, I'm not really prepared for that. I wasn't, I was still in discussions around that. And mm-hmm. I'm looking over in the corner of her dingy office and there's just this like, just like the chair with some stirrups. And I'm like, I'm not going to like just undress in your little office and have you yank this thing out of me. Every time you have to have an IUD inserted or removed, it's excruciating, especially with Dutch medical care, which is, you know, total nurse night in jail, Right. So I'd run out of her office. Anyway, this is taking a really long time. So I need this, this echo mammogram thing, whatever, got the referral. So I go back to this, you know, this gynecologist and I've had echoes before mammograms here before, but I don't really remember the addresses. Anyway, I'm back sitting in this woman's office she's like, well, it's, it's nice to see you again, Beth. What can I do for you? And I'm like wondering why she doesn't know that already. And I said, well, yeah. I'm here for my mammogram to get the test for my doctor in Barcelona. She's like, oh, well, we don't do mammograms, so I'm going to cancel your appointment. She just like jumps right into this. I'm like, Wait, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. I said, I sent a referral letter to my house arts general to get the general practitioner to get a mammogram today. She's like, yeah, so we don't have those, so I'll be canceling your appointment. I'm like, I think that this woman is, I don't, there's something like spectrum-y about her or something. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. Um, I'm like, wait, hold on, please. I said, actually, maybe it's not a mammogram. Do you do any other sort of services here? And I said, hold on, let me find the referral letter. She said, yes, but your appointment's been canceled now. I said, could I said, but I've got the time scheduled. Can I just sit <laughs> yeah, like in this 30 chair? Seconds ago. This is this is verbatim. This is fresh. This happened an hour ago. Right. <laughs> I said, could I sit in this chair opposite from you on your desk and take two minutes to look up the letter to make sure we understand what's going on? Right. So I'm looking for the letter. Which she should have easily accessible. And she does. She, so, so now at this point, she actually decides to look at the letter that was yeah. sent to her. And she said, oh, no, it's not a, ma- a, a mammogram. It's an echo, blah, blah. Yeah. And I said, right, <clears throat> so what's the difference? And she's like, well, it's an ultrasound. And I'm like, oh, right, right, yeah, I have had these ultrasounds before. She's like, well, we don't do those either. <laughs> and um, 
I'm like, so then why did they send me here? Right. Right. She's like, I don't know. And I said, what do you mean you don't know? I said, is it a mistake? Is it a miscommunication? She's like, yes, I think it's been a miscommunication. And I'm like, okay. And so she said, and so then she goes, well, if you need this echogram for your doctor in Barcelona, mm-hmm. now I'm getting an attitude. Sure. And I, and I was like, yes, I need the, I need the, the ultrasound for my doctor in Barcelona so that I can continue my treatment with her. And she's like, yes, well, as I explained, we don't do those here. So, you know, wish you very, she couldn't get me out of their office fast enough. And I was like, you're being sarcastic with me as their patient. And you're wondering why I go to Barcelona to get my medical treatment. Do you understand that this exact moment is a self-fulfilling, not prophecy, but a self-fulfilling explanation as to why I have to leave the country to get this medical care? Unbelievable. So then, of course, I'm also annoyed because I drove into town, so I had to pay six fifty to waste an hour with this woman who um, can't apparently, as a gynecologist, can't do anything for me. And I wanted to say to her, "Oh yes, well, I've had the IUD removed in Barcelona, and by the way, Doctor Ombargi has this technique where." She has you sort of cough and pulls it out and it doesn't hurt at all. If you would be interested in knowing how to remove these things with (laughs) any modicum of compassion for your patients, um, she's got like this little trick, but you probably don't care because you really want me out of your office. So, yeah. Wow. Okay. So you actually had no medical treatment. I had no medical treatment this morning, but it wasn't a total waste because you walk into this cavernous abandoned building. Mm hmm. And every there's another girl that was in there sort of like looking around going, where am I supposed to go? And she was fabulous looking. She was probably in her late 20s. And she had on this great outfit and she had on this full makeup, like very artistically applied makeup where she had this sort of extended cat eye flick in the corners. But then and I've seen this in like, you know, my Instagrams. Then she extends the eyeliner all the way to the inner corner of her eye and almost down to her nose. So she makes it was all it was very editorial, like this makeup looked really cool. And I said to her, I have to say to you, so we're standing in the elevator. I just want to thank you for looking so fabulous on a cold day in Amsterdam at 10 in the morning on a Saturday when we're all headed to doctor's offices or whatever. And she says to me, well, it gets even better because I ha- I didn't apply it this morning. I haven't been to bed yet. I'm mean, I just yes. like punched the air. I'm like you, yes, that's awesome. We need more of that in this town. Excellent. Like, thank you for being fabulous. That was a bit of fun. Yeah. So then wow. I was pretty close. So then I thought, well, I'll walk by the house arts and, mm-hmm. You know, see if I can make an appointment again. But naturally, it's a Saturday there. They're not open, which is reasonable. So, yeah, total waste of time. Wow. Okay. Uh-huh. What I don't understand, though, I mean, well, there's a lot I don't understand there. But um, so you got the, the referral. And yes, indeed, if that office doesn't perform that, how did that get uh, directed there in the first place? It shouldn't there have been a sort of a, you know, auto response. Hey, you know, we got your thing, but we don't do it here. So go here instead. Blah, blah, blah. Many Nothing. questions that will remain unanswered. Or could she have looked at the appointment and right. said, oh, well, they're asking for an echo. We don't do that here. I mean, I'm sure you were getting some attitude. You know, you're, you're expat, um, you know, living where most expats live in the Netherlands. Um, and uh, you, you are, by going to Barcelona, you are basically saying, yep, your healthcare system isn't uh, good enough 
uh, for me, which, by the way, isn't entirely an anti-Euro uh, socialized medicine nonsense um, uh, criticism, because um, even back in the States, you know, living in the relative north, as we did, um, folks get medical treatment in Canada as well. And you did too. You got your uh, eyes done there. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, people need to do what they think is, is best for them. And it's not necessarily a reflection of, you know, the state of a particular healthcare system in a particular country. I, well, I most feel. of the time people leave the United States because of the cost. So yeah. Dr. Ombarji was explaining to me that a lot of American women who can't afford to do so, of course, fly to go get their treatment from her right. and come back with, you know, a bag full of hormones because the topical hormone treatment, the cream, mm -hmm. costs nine euros in Spain mm -hmm. and it costs 110 euros in the U.S. So right. Right. almost pays for itself. Um, yeah. A couple other points. So I had never heard uh, night in jail there before. I like that. Night in jail. Yeah, and I don't know how uh, deep that joke is supposed to go. I mean, one can imagine the sorts of uh, treatments that one might get with a night in jail as well. I think uh, I saw it on a get well card that okay. my mom either received or gave to one of her nursing friends, and it was like, "Hey, sorry, you're stuck with nurse night in jail." Huh? Uh, okay, yeah. and also. <laughs> Um, I want to hear uh, Trey Parker as Kim Jong Un say um, "referral letter." I think that's that's a fantastic uh, mm -hmm. phrase. Do you want to so, give it a try? No, I will not. Okay. But uh, it, what's we've all got imaginations. Mm -hmm. And then yesterday we saw a rom com. I believe they call these things sex coms, actually. A sex com? A sex Who comedy. calls it a sex com? Well, uh, Jimmy Wales, among others. So uh, on, on the old Wikipedia, you'll type, uh, you'll find these types of things referred to as sex comedies. I, I suppose, being that it's a bit more um, explicit than, uh, you know, Meg Ryan, 90s or uh, late 80s type thing, which uh, those sort of defined rom well okay no i think you could argue that rom-coms existed with uh kate hepburn back in the day in, in a way but um but the, the contemporary use of it anyway yes so, so sex comedies now i don't know how sort of juvenile that so i don't know what american pies are, are considered are those sex comedies or those just you know teen modern day porkies types things well, anyway so, but the, we this term sex, sex comedy exists as well yes then. It doesn't no, really we work because does it? I don't think the material is like romantic comedies. You can't shorten the word sex unless it's like sexual comedy. Yeah, but, but doesn't rom-com always have that sort of British uh, feel to it where it's a, it just seems like a tabloid formulation like uh, calling Madonna Madge or Michael Jackson Jacko, all that stuff. It just seems like a weird sort of press thing. To It's a rom-com. I mean, they're also if you want the rhyming thing, they're often referred to, uh, although it's offensive, I'm sure. Uh, chick flicks is, is, you know, what they used to be called, of course. Anyway, it's called No Bad Feelings. No Hard Feelings. No Hard word. Feelings yeah. with yes. Jennifer Lawrence. It feels like a Jennifer Lawrence vehicle because, of course, you don't really know somebody, just a celebrity just from their interviews, but she just seems to have such a great personality that it was just a script written for her just to be her funny self. But also it does tap into some contemporary themes 
which no one ever gets right. So it's just cringe, 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 cringe. But I never cringed. And I was bracing to cringe at every moment. And I never cringed. It never made me cringe. And you mean cringed uh, with in reaction to the uh, writing or direction or acting as opposed to cringe in the situation. It mm-hmm. is supposed to be cringe comedy. Yeah. Often, right. But yeah. yeah. That's correct. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It was good. It was a it was a totally I, fine, I good movie. Was, I thought it was a fine little movie. Yeah. yeah. It's not. I don't know if I need to see it, you know, again, necessarily. I wouldn't be opposed to seeing it again. It certainly had some good scenes in it. Um, but in some uh, unexpected scenes. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I think that so often, you know, our expectations are so low, um, or because of, you know, this, I really noticed that starting with like Apatow type things, but it seems to happen. Every movie is like 20 to 35 minutes too long nowadays. It's like, why are you trying to make these epics? Don't you, the discipline of editing, um, they would just be so much more just, Try to do something a little bit smaller, and even if you don't stick the landing, uh, it's you know we won't criticize you as as much for you know failing, and they just don't think so big. Just have a bit of fun for ninety minutes. What's wrong with that? Mm-hmm. You have to have fun for two hours, fifteen minutes. Like ah, oh, Christ! Who I wants to definitely have fun for that long? Nap. Amount of time. I don't. I mean, if it if it the material really warrants it, but so often in those uh, types of things and, you know, obviously production and film, if even people are even shooting on film, um, nothing is expensive anymore. It used to be film was actually expensive. So like you, you're not going to shoot that much, but nowadays people shoot everything and uh, print everything and uh, don't edit anything. And I, the conspiratorial side of me says it's because we know how much viewing is done on streaming services right now. And we know that streaming services are definitely, you know, uh, they earn their revenue through time. It's like, how long can I go to my investors and say that eyeballs were uh, on this Netflix thing? And two hours, 15 minutes is definitely more attractive than 90 minutes. Um, as opposed to, uh, you know, when you, conventional uh distribution and viewing it's like all right well i have this movie house here it's only open you know whatever uh 10 hours a day and it's much better for me to get four showings in there or whatever the the numbers are also perhaps Uh, product placement oh if we just have a few extra 10 minutes in the movie we can stick in the extra coke bottle or whatever yes yep oh maybe anybody that's in the netflix movie business let us know what's going on here well, don't talk to anyone from Netflix. Netflix sucks. Or uh, all of them. I think all the services. Well, don't say that because I want to have our series on Netflix. I, I wouldn't want to have anything to do with Netflix. I do. Um, Amazon right. Prime then? I mean, I'm sure Netflix, it's it's not the worst thing in the world, but it's pretty low quality. Any, What do you know that's originally produced uh, or you know distributed Stranger on things. Netflix? It's really not very good. It's just hits a, a few you know nostalgic beats it's got a lot of member berries and what seemed a slightly fresh about it uh things like oh you know the kids doing the thing 
Stephen King's It mines that sort of material <laughs> way before the Duffer brothers ever did anything. Mm-hmm. Duffer, whatever. I don't know what their names are. Um, but sure, it, it's fun. It's fine. I mean, I'll go with any references to Demogorgon. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you're fine with that. It's good. Okay. So last year at this time, my four pillars were established. Mental health. Yep. Got microbiome, hormonal health, and no pain policy. Um, fantastic results. So now I'm going to build on that this year with building muscle mass, um, working more on the mental mental health piece um, with more meditation, breathing exercises, carving out time for that. Um, the muscle mass thing is a big deal. I'm, I've just gotten so weak. I think yeah. that. Perhaps with the weight loss, I lost some muscle mass. So I'm going to build that back on. And then the fourth thing is, um, is um, relearning the basics. And so it's been fun starting to do some of this. I took my first swimming lesson to like properly know yeah. how to like my swimming technique. And that was very interesting how... Um, you're taught how to improve your technique because obviously I know how to swim, but to improve my technique, really enjoyable. Yeah. Um, You've been around water forever, but never actually. I've had been in the water lessons. my entire life, but just yeah. splashing around and swimming around. I've never, Doing you know, learned how to swim yeah. properly like one would learn how to swim if you were going to be a competitive swimmer. And I have no, no desire to be a competitor swim competitive swimmer, but I'd like to learn the techniques of a competitive swimmer right and um and it's all for me it's all about beth it's not a race actually so in that regard it's not a race it's about learning endurance how to swim properly which means you don't start out right away trying to swim as fast as you can but actually try and swim as slow as you can relax control your breathing it's all about control 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 yeah you know um so does this mean that you did not have a swim unit in high school gym? Well, yeah, but I never did sports in high school. Oh, no, I, I know, not sports, but you at least had the swim unit where you had to Yeah, I think so. spend yeah, whatever, yeah. a couple weeks or something. Uh, well, no, we didn't. You... Ha- no, 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 we didn't. No, we had swim teams, but no. We oh, didn't. you had swim. No, but I'm saying as part of. So no, nobody had. A, we didn't have a swimming pool in my high school. Okay, because right, at least at the time, you know, uh, Indiana uh, public schools, you had to have you know one year's worth of physical education, mm. uh, at least, um, and at least in our school, the part of that included the in the same way that you'd have the whatever basketball unit or volleyball unit or whatever. We also had the the swim unit. Now, yes, we did actually have a, a pool at our um, high school, but I think. And we also had a bowling unit, but it's, I think it's just because we had a bowling alley a couple blocks away. So you take a little <laughs> field trip uh, to, oh, uh, but you know, what does that last, uh, you know, probably just one, two weeks or, or whatever. So, so you'd learn some, some of the swim, you'd have to know the basic four strokes. And mm-hmm. then there was, uh, as I recall, a bit of a life saving unit as well. So you would learn like the side stroke, you know, where you can um, be holding somebody's chin while you're, you know, you're trying to keep their head up out of the water. So, yeah, I was definitely wasn't too excited about that. Mm. But, um, but, yeah, it was fun. Mm. No, we didn't. We didn't have that. You didn't have that. Mm-mm. Well. 
Um, Sorry, you missed out on that. Well, it was fine. So there's that, and then also the piano. So just sitting at the piano, remembering how to hold your fingers over the keys. Yep. And what's been nice about that is that a lot of my muscle memory or the, everything everything I knew about the piano from a child is coming right back, which is kind of nice. So I could sort of skip ahead, but I'm trying not to skip ahead. I always want to <laughs> skip ahead. It's like, no, Beth, don't. The whole point of this is going back to basics. Do not... Or, you know, do not cave in to the tendency to skip ahead. So the discipline of that has been enjoyable. Because you noticed yourself doing the same sorts of things. How old would you have been back? Seven, eight years old, something like that? I started taking piano like as a child, like seven or eight. And then I think, um, I don't know. I was, I threw, I remember throwing the screaming fit I to in order to quit I had to throw an absolute screaming fit right. to get my mother to acquiesce Jesus. I was so desperate this I was is like so, second and third grade type no 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 oh no older oh okay well I was saying, saying like yeah like seven 12. or eight or so but um, okay so do you stick with it for four years or so mm-hmm. wow okay that's serious but in that time as a child I learned to read music very well to yeah. transpose very easily. It was just sitting there. It just, the act of sitting there in front of that yeah. piano was so miserable for me. But now it's not. So I still have those basic childhood skills. Yep. And um, I don't know. It's just, it, you know, it's nice to be able to do this with like no goal in mind, just mm-hmm. in the moment going again. This is a, re- a repetitive theme in my life. Slow down, Beth. Slow. No shortcuts. Yeah. You didn't do it perfectly. Go even slower. You know? Yep. So in two areas of this of like the swimming lessons and the piano, I'm having to tell myself the exact same thing. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you have a easier stretch now, I'm sure, that you know. Just with your larger hands. Well, now that, yeah, except for that. they're all stiff and have arthritis and no coordination. That's, that's so. working on keeping fluid. Um, yes. Okay. Mom and I are going to Barcelona to go visit Dr. Ombarji. It's yes. her first trip to Barcelona. I know she's going to love it because, as the, you know, the she loves the Paris, Paris so much Spain. and it's, yeah, it's yeah. like the Mediterranean Paris. Yeah. Um, that's going to be fun. We're going to hit some of the sites. A lot of wrought iron balconies, mm-hmm. big thoroughfares. That's right. Yeah. Feels very Parisian. Mm-hmm. And then in March. What about uh, dinner at, uh, huh. you know, 1 a.m.? Are you going to be okay with that? No. Okay. We will not be doing dinner at 1 a.m. Okay. <laughs> then in March, I'm going back to the States to finally pick up my art from the artist Brian Zubler gonna go visit some family and friends a little midwestern road trip nice in march the weather's gonna be hideous but it's all right no well it could be nice no it's wait so where awful. all are you driving i'm <clears throat> flying into chicago okay grab a car go to south bend i'll drive up in the middle to detroit visit a friend how long drives that south bend to detroit huh Three oh, hours. Wow. Okay. Visit my uncle, spend the night, 
may go to may even go like go down to Indianapolis. Not sure. But that seems kind of ambitious to go both directions. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and wait, you'll be there when then? Like March sixth through twelfth. March sixth. Okay. So you're nice. on full dog duty. Oh yeah, no, that's fine. I'm just wondering uh, where we'll be in the uh, election cycle. That it might be interesting to be in the oh, U.S. Yeah. to see some of that going on. Whew, I'm going to avoid it. No, you can't avoid it. It's going to be everywhere. No. Okay, what's going on with you? I don't know. I'm just uh, enjoying my coffee. Mm-hmm. Enjoying the weekend. Nice. You played me last night a bluegrass version of Rhapsody in Blue and it was wonderful it wasn't campy it wasn't silly it wasn't mocking it it wasn't the hillbilly version of gin and juice which you know is sort of it well there's nothing about it that was tongue-in-cheek right and I I wasn't going to listen to it if it was it was exquisite Bela Fleck's the man um who's the man uh Bela Fleck oh it was Bela Fleck it wasn't oh you didn't say that last night Oh yeah. Oh, I, I thought I did. Okay. Um, oh. But uh, no, that's. Uh, yeah. Oh and, well, that makes no. total sense. That. Oh. Oops. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Who? Who would hold be on, up for Hold on. Hold on a second. What's wrong? Oh, you lost your headphones. Can I give you a hand there? Um. Yeah. Hold on. Let me stop it. All right. Am I back? I don't know. I flailed and something unplugged, but it's fine. Are you sure that you're recording? Yes, I am recording. Oh, it's Bela Fleck. Sure oh, well, you didn't say that last night, or else I didn't hear you. Uh, I, I I thought I did, but uh, oh. yes, in, indeed, uh, it it is Bela Fleck, and and some other folks uh, are involved naturally in the mm-hmm. full version of it. But um, yeah, it's great. I I think it's um, you know, obviously he's not uh, what he's always done on the banjo is not um, not that there's anything wrong with just being a bluegrass artist but you know he's never been that uh so it's you know in that sense it seems like a a sort of a natural extension i think of, of what he's done uh in the past um but yes i i do definitely feel that it's not um it's not done in the same way that that uh, gin and juice cover from back in the well, day well no of course not or um those you know the other stuff i was playing for you was uh steven seagulls which is uh the you know the the finish uh, sort of, um, the, at least they use bluegrass instruments, but typically, um, you know, covering things like ACDC and Metallica, that kind of stuff. There is a jokiness to that, um, which I, I can't, you know, in the same way that like, uh, Ween could never be my favorite band. I can really appreciate them, but just a kind of a jokiness. And the same thing with, I mean, even calling yourself, uh, Steven Seagull's is kind of a, I don't know why Steven Seagal, okay, I guess he's kind of a twat, but, you know, he certainly gets a, a lot of shtick, so I think if you name your band uh, Steven Seagal's, that's not very... Whenever I think about a Finnish rock band, I just think about your fingertips being frozen to metal strings. I mean, I'm sure they're not <laughs> playing outside, but even inside, maybe your fingers would just be constantly freezing to the strings. It feels, feels uh, very some unpleasant. Some of the videos, they are playing outside. But yeah, it, it doesn't seem like the best place for... Uh, um, but, you know, how can um, weather influence um, music and, and art? You know, it, it, it does seem to have an effect sometimes. I mean, some types of music seem... 
so a part of their you know environment or um the climate that that is hard to imagine them coming about um and not just music um talking out of my ass here a little bit but i suspect that people would agree um can you imagine your great russian authors or composers coming from anywhere except russia no i don't think so no anyway hmm yes what's up i'm just waiting for you oh i'm not saying anything i mean I, that it's just it's just that statement so i don't know what uh now i do know some finnish uh not folk music but certainly some of their folklore uh you know some, some of their uh, myths and um yeah they somehow seem sort of european but also distinct enough you know they're certainly not germanic entirely i i don't believe you know so that there is a, a kind of a unique flavor to them anyway. i realized something about you and me the other day yes i have a hard time starting projects and you have a hard time finishing projects um yeah i have a hard time finishing but i mean in part because i don't believe entirely in that concept it's like okay there you go done and dusted don't have to think about that to me it's always like sort of an ongoing like how could it be better you know what's is is this okay for now um and then sometimes when you get into the is this okay for now that can be well then what's the motivation to take it that last you know make it that much better if it's okay now right so like our bedroom is 95 percent painted there's that one strip of the crown molding in the bathroom. Right, that right. one strip of crown molding in the bathroom yeah. that it's been three years now. Um, right. But, it's, and I think part of the problem with that, as soon as you say it that way, you're like, well, if it's lasted for three years that way, then why is it? But it, it bothers stuff? me no. every day. Oh, see, I, I didn't know that. It bothers me too, but it's for exactly the opposite reason. It's like, you're dissatisfied with the whatever 5% that isn't done. I'm actually dissatisfied with the 95% that is there. I wish the whole thing was better. So that's like, what's the point of, you know, polishing this turd? It's not, I'm not that happy with that crown molding. I didn't do a, a, a great job, but they have that, I forget what, what it's called now, but you, uh, in the corners, you know, you don't just cut your interior corners at 45 because you're probably not at 45. You have to do this undercut thing, and I'm not happy with how I did that. Um, so I'd rather tear it all down and do it all over again. Oh, that's an interesting insight. Because oh. with me, my classic ADHD, I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm so over energized to do this great big giant garden project, and I'm gonna right. spend hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars on all this stuff, and then I never start the project, and then I've moved on to something else. <laughs> right. Yeah. I had this overwhelming urge yesterday morning to start collecting vintage couture evening gowns. And I immediately started shopping for all of them. And then I was like, Beth, this is going to pass. What just, you know. <laughs> and it did, you know. Where you did know. that come from, that impulse? Who knows? 
oh wait was it that so spoilers uh jennifer lawrence sort of goes to prime again oh no no it happened movie. before that okay okay all right yeah. so it's that because you were thinking about your prime dresses not too long ago though. no i think maybe it had something to do with just i had the idea of how fun it would be to wear an evening gown and then i was like well maybe i can wear evening gowns around the house all the time if i could just start collecting them and then i got really into this idea yeah um, but now i can control those impulses so i just let it fade away and that term evening gown i'm out of my element here but does that apply to things like the the black cocktail dress is, is that not a gown if it's no think of gown things that people would wear to the academy awards okay so so really like gown and ball mm -hmm. and extravaganza the, yeah, all like those a gala okay so it's got to be a celebratory thing mm -hmm. okay so does that necessarily mean that <laughs> putting this really in uh, kind of dumb lay people's terms, of which I am one, uh, does that mean that the skirt has to be big? It's usually full length. It doesn't have to be. But it has you to. You would use the word poofy. No, not necessarily. Can you sit down in, in gowns usually? Is it easy to sit down Yeah, in you gowns? normally don't want to for very long, but. So, but that's what all those people at the academy have to do. That yeah, they have to sit down. They have to sit. Down. Okay. Mm -hmm. Although they have people to fill their seats, right? When they're they do. They also have people about. like fluff the back of their gowns if they need to take pictures or okay arrange the train if it, if it has a train. There's oh people yeah, yeah, whose yeah. job it is to do that. I've seen that in like uh, royal weddings. Yes, mm -hmm. you have people to. Yep. Interesting. Mm -hmm. I want you to say more. Uh, about what? I don't know. What's on your mind? Uh, nothing's particularly on my mind. It's just kind of blank. I'm just uh, enjoying the weekend. I think because it's sunny out, a which it hasn't sunny, been yes. in months and months and months, but it's cold. And so that's the kind of winter day that you want where the air is still. It's not storming, but it's cold. So mm -hmm. you're inside. You have your sweater on. You feel cozy. It's relaxing. You want to just sort of enjoy it. Yes. Yeah. Make some peppermint yes. tea. Oh. Sounds interesting. Um, well, oh, shit. Yeah, it just real. I just, uh, you mentioned the date. We supposedly have a little uh, theater thing we're supposed to go to tonight. Okay, let's go. About yeah, okay. Do we have to dress up? We I don't do have any ball gowns. Up. We do not have to dress up, but no, but that's sort of what reminded me about it. And then we said the date, yeah. It's something at the English Language Theater here. Where is it? I need to look it up. Mm. That'll be a cozy thing to go to. That'll be a fun thing to do. Get away from the pets. Aww. Yep. Good. All right. Seize the day. Yep. Carpe them DMs. There we go.